Hey, 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 guys, this is Talk Time with Hope. I am Hope. Now, let's do it. Let's get to it. I wanted to start off by just saying, Welcome, President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris. Welcome, welcome, welcome. POTUS 46. Loved the message that he gave today. Message of unity, message of coming together, a message of even if you didn't vote for me, hear me out, give me a chance. And if you still don't like me, hey, that's democracy. Love that. I love that he's able to articulate what he wants to say in a manner that's clear and in a manner that makes sense. Okay, I've got to laugh about that, guys. I'm sorry. I was going to try to be serious, but it's so refreshing to listen to a leader who's in the position of President of the United States be able to speak full sentences and be able to speak in a manner where everybody can understand what he's saying. Because that's not what we had with POTUS 45. Hashtag not my POTUS. So, yay for just that improvement. You're already going really well. Yes, I know what you're saying. You're like, hope oh, the bar was quite low <laughs> for the majority, the 80th million people that voted for him. But remember, there were still 73 million people that voted for him, so they might not like that I said that, but it's what I believe. Again, I've said it in an episode before, if my podcast ain't your cup of tea, that's all right with me. And, you know, there are plenty of other places where you can get your podcast. And uh, no, no, no feelings hurt here. Anywho, seriously. Just excited to see where this is going to go. At the same time, I'm still praying and hoping that the FBI will continue to be um, diligent with their work on getting the people that were part of the insurrection on January 6th, getting them and holding them accountable, as well as making sure that nothing like that ever is repeated. Because we, you know, if you're paying any attention, there are still a lot of people out there that won't be held accountable that were behind the insurrection as well as others that are pro the thoughts and beliefs of those that were a part of the insurrection. So uh, there's still, there's radical, people have been radicalized. You know, you never thought that you would hear, I never thought that I would hear the word radicalized inside my own country. You hear about, you know, Europeans being radicalized for the Muslim cause, the extremist Muslim cause, cause rather. You hear about even Americans being radicalized for extreme Islam, Islamist. But you never thought, nor would I ever think, that you would have people radicalized in our own country here in America that were radicalized or are radicalized to want to overthrow the country, to overthrow democracy, and that there are a lot more out there than we even know. And I'm saddened by that because radicalization is, is brainwashing. I mean, that's what it is. People end up being brainwashed to believe these things that are being told to them that are untruths and they believe it so much so that they're willing to do anything and everything for their cause. 
I mean, one example real quick is there's a 22-year-old woman that they, they arrested that was in videos at the Capitol. And apparently, allegedly, she took Nancy, Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi's uh, laptop and she had plans to sell it to Russia. Yeah, like, holy moly. Like, that's... What is even that about? I mean, there's going to be more that comes out of this, but my goodness... She was on the run. She was on the lam when they caught her. And um, I just, yeah, I don't even, I'm not going to go too much more into this, guys. <laughs> but the fact that they videoed them, a lot of them video recorded themselves, took selfies, uh, and, and put it out there live, streamed on Facebook and stuff like that. And then they want to know, like, after everything's said and done, they realize, holy cow, I'm going to be in trouble. And then they delete all their stuff and they're such cowards and I even not even own it don't if you're gonna do something like that own it I mean you put yourself out there there was a realtor from Frisco Texas who said her name said that she was a realtor they, they just they, just the thought of like they didn't cover their faces they didn't hide they were proud of what they were doing yet once they are caught and they have to be held accountable, they're like, well, uh, I didn't know really what I was doing. And I was called by the president to to go there. And uh, oh, that, that wasn't me. I wasn't a part of that. I mean, I think I said that the other day. Some dude told his kids, traitors get shot. You know what traitors get? Traitors get shot. Basically bullying his kids, threatening his kids, scaring his kids. Do not say anything about him being there. Dude, own it. You did it? Own it. Now you got to face the consequences. I mean, you're so proud of what you did. How proud can you be if you don't want to own up to it and be held accountable? Hello? Oh, by the by, apparently there's this former Marine who's been in three separate videos who um, put his hands on the actual D.C. police. And his justification was... I got caught up in the moment, you know what I'm saying? Like, c'est la vie. Whatever will be, will be. I got caught up in the moment, you see? I just, oh, am goodness, 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 goodness. Is that really your defense? And of course, it's got a lawyer, and the lawyer's like, yeah, maybe he got out of hand. No, dude. He's an insurrectionist. He's a treasonous, treasonous person. He committed sedition and shall be placed where he will face the consequences and even if he wasn't a part of the actual breaching of the capital he put his hands on police officers so you're gonna have to you know be held accountable sadly they're not he got released so he's not like in jail or anything yet but all I gotta say is white privilege. Moving on. Do you go to church? There's a song called Take Me to Church. And um Don't take me to church. Don't take me to church. I love Jesus, guys. I think you know that by now. He is my Lord and my Savior. And I mean that with all my heart. If it wasn't for Christ in my life, I wouldn't have a life, nor would I want a life. I wouldn't want to be in this world with all the corruption, all the evil, and all the sinning. 
basically. And I'm, I'm saying that there's a lot of sinful nature in this world. Um, and temptations and, and all of that stuff. My point is, if I didn't have Christ in my heart who died on the cross for me, and I do believe that, who was, he came in the form of man, the son of God, and at 30 years of, 33 years of age, died on the cross for the sins of the world. I believe that. Whether people think that's insane for me to believe for a fairy tale, that's, you know, that's what people want to believe, but that's what I believe. But at the same time, I have issues, if you will, with the Bible. I, I have questions for God, and I talk to God all the time. And when it comes to church, let, let's just say, before COVID-19, I didn't go to church. I'd go to church with my mom for special occasions because I love my mom, loved my mom, will always love my mom. I don't like to say it in the past tense because I love her so much. And I miss her so much, but I'm not going to cry. So I'm going to move on. <laughs> but um, but I didn't go to church. When I lived in Saudi, of course, I didn't go to church. But I'd have some Bible studies with with one of my couple of my friends. And that was nice. And I went to an underground church once, twice, actually. Not that you heard that from me. Declining ants on the grounds that it might incriminate me. And, but <laughs> I can say that now. But... Uh, Church in general. I mean, I went to church when I was in high school. And I was, I mean, I think 13 is when I allowed, when I asked Jesus to go into my heart, and I fell in love with Jesus back then. And I've always had Him with me. I've always done my best to try to be more like God, more like Jesus. And I've always missed the mark for the most part, <laughs> but it doesn't mean I didn't try. Okay, the church part though. I think it's great. I think it's good that people can come together and they can fellowship. But I think the problem with going to church is like my beliefs. I'm I'm not going to go to a church where people that go to that church don't believe that people in the LGBT community should have the same rights as everyone else or that believe that transgender people should be in the military. Um, I just, I just don't understand that. And if I if I I can't go to a church that thinks that, that where people think, oh well, love the sinner, hate the sin, and I don't agree with that either. It's not about love the sinner, hate the sin. I think love in general, yeah, like the golden rule. You know, it's not about loving or treating people the way you want to be treated. I think it's. It's, it's treating people the way Jesus would treat us, you know? Forgiveness, acceptance. Um, yeah, I mean, we have to be held accountable to the things that we do in this world. It's not about, oh, I love Jesus and I can get away with doing anything and everything I want. It's not about that. But there are so many people that go to church that say that they're Christians, that they say they love Jesus, and they have such hate in their heart. They have such, they're racist, sexist bigots. Um, there, you know, there are just so many things that they're about, but yeah, they come off as if they're pious and they come off as if they're better and they are just about judging and having this God's eye view about everything. And that I don't like. 
and I haven't found very many churches that I feel really peaceful and I feel like I'm accepted as a member of that church despite the differences that we might have, the color of my skin, um, my love for Muslims, even though I'm not a Muslim, even though I don't understand Islam, and I know I'll never be a Muslim, I still love those who are Muslims, and Hindi, and atheist, and I just know there are a lot of people at church that go to church that are regular churchgoers who don't feel the same way. And so until I find a church where I feel comfortable in, I don't really want to go to church. I mean, church also is like, what are you wearing? Look what she's wearing. Look what he's wearing. Oh, look at that. You know, um, people can be so judgmental sitting in the pews. And they're supposed to be there trying to be more like Christ. I just, I don't get it. And so it's not my cup of tea. It's not my, it's not my cup of tea. But at the same time, I don't. If people want to go to church and they feel like that's what they need and to have community and, and, and fellowship, I think that's awesome. But what I think is awesome as well is that you're not judged because you don't go to church. And I think years ago you used to be you know, frowned upon if you didn't go to church on Sunday. And what else is awesome is that I think people learning to have a relationship with Christ and get closer to God without having to have a church. Because ultimately that's what I believe. In this world, we're gonna it's about what you do and how you live and how you treat others and stuff like that and your relationship with God. I can go to church three times a week, twice on Sunday, twice on Monday, and four times a week. I can go to a Bible study on Thursday. I can go five times, six times a week. That doesn't make me a true Christian. It doesn't make me a better Christian either. God's not counting points. Not the God that I believe in. And so that's that's my thoughts about going to church. Again, if people go to church, and I think people, people need it. It's kind of like how people are handling COVID-19 and being in lockdown or quarantine. Even though it's not true quarantine, it's not true lockdown, a lot of people can't handle not being around other people. People um, suffer from depression and they get sad because they're not used to doing the things that they normally were doing. And so that's why I think people need, there are people out there who need church. They need that fellowship and it builds them up and it gives them faith and encouragement and inspiration and I think that's awesome but it's just not my cup of tea like I said maybe it will be one day maybe I'll find a church that I can call home um, but at this stage in my life I don't know I mean because it doesn't really make a difference because my relationship with God is my relationship with God and I get close to him there are times I feel closer to him there are times I don't feel that close but it's a work in progress relationship Um, and I'm happy about that because I'm always trying to find ways to to get closer to God I don't read my Bible every day I I can go a year without reading my Bible does it mean I'm less of a Christian than you because you read your Bible because you know the scriptures and I don't does it make you a better, worthier in God's eye Christian than me I don't think so. And one day, when my time has come and I'm standing in front of the Lord on Judgment Day, I'll know whether that's true or not. 
but I don't think it is because I think ultimately it's what's in our heart. So go to church five times a week and when you're not in church, you put down people, you make fun of people, you are envious and jealous of people, you beat your wife, you cheat on your husband, cheat on your wife, uh, cheat on your taxes, um, you're an alcoholic, you're a drug addict, whatever. There's so many scenarios out there that you could be, but you still go to church. Now, don't get me wrong, that doesn't mean people who are drug addicts or alcoholics or reformed domestic abuse abusers can't go to church and, and live a very good, healthy life. I mean, there are people, change is possible, especially with the Lord in their heart. But I have met some people who say they love God and they belong to a church who are some of the cruelest, meanest people. Because I always thought that if you love God, if you are in love with Jesus and you accept him in your heart, that you do your best to be more like a Jesus. And Jesus spoke softly. Yes, he he did raise his voice when he was angry about the stuff that was going on at the temple. But normally, usually, he had a soft-spoken manner about him from what we hear in the Bible. And he wanted to be love. And when I see these people and I hear about these people that are yelling about the mask and you're taking away my rights and blah 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 and f you and spit on the the the, da- the counter to be defiant or you you won't let me go into that store because I'm not wearing my mask even though you clearly show that you should wear a mask to get in the, into the store but they make a big thing out of it yet they'll go back and say well I'm a Christian and I belong to a church and I got God in my heart or they have a cross they're wearing a cross so that to me is they're hypocrites and they're not showing the love of the Lord and people might say well you're being judgmental and I'm and to me I'm like am I though or am I just calling it for what it is and if I am being judgmental I ask for God to forgive me but I'm just calling it out for what it is what is the you can't love the Lord and say I love you Lord with one breath and then the next breath you're cussing at your brother or sister you know, the neighbor, the person that's just doing their job by regulating the mandate of wearing their mask at their store. You know, it, that doesn't make any sense to me. We can all get mad and we can all get angry, but they're taking it to another level and they're showing hate and anger and disgust for what? But if you have the Lord in your heart, why would you allow yourself to get that way? I just you so people that go to church and claim they're churchgoers and they love Jesus and they show those things I I, I, I used to see that I used to see that at the church that I'd go to I'd see it in family members and friends growing up and I was like I don't want to be a part of that but it never took me away from my love for God so again if you go to church that's great but if don't I'm glad that people don't judge you like they used to if you didn't go to church on Sunday and speaking of church though let me just tell you guys I'm gonna end with this the reason I say don't take me to church and it really was I wasn't the intention was to talk about this at the beginning but hey you know it is what it is and welcome to talk time with hope because I'll be all over the map but a couple of weeks ago might have been a month now I went to church with my stepdad, to the church that my mom and my stepdad attended. 
And the last time I went to that church was with my mom and my stepdad. I think it was Mother's Day. And I kind of just went. I wanted to go just to kind of in my own way pay respect to my mother. For she always liked when I'd go to church with her. But guys, when I say don't take me to church, do not take me to church. It is COVID-19 times, world pandemic times. And not one person at that church, not one person at that church wore a mask. Not one, guys. Over 200 people, two or 300 people at that church. From the guys directing people to where to park, no mask, hugging, shaking hands, into the coffee shop. They offer free coffee, which I think is cool, but people aren't wearing masks. I This one woman walked by me and coughed, guys. Coughed out loud, didn't even cover her mouth. But I guess if you're in the house of the Lord, you're protected by the blood of Jesus. We don't need no stinking masks. We got the blood of Jesus. And I'm saying that sarcastically, and God knows my heart. But I'm saying that sarcastically because people actually believe that. That once they're on that property, maybe even of the church, that they are covered. That no virus, no sickness, no illness will come upon them. Well, here's a little thought for you guys. If that was true, then everybody that went to church, nobody would have cancer, nobody would have diabetes, nobody would have lupus, nobody would have Parkinson's disease, nobody would ever be sick under that thought process. But that's not the case. So what would make it any different with COVID-19? Hello? Question mark, question mark, question mark. So it, it saddened me and it disappointed me. And to a degree, folks, it angered me. Because that, that comes from leadership. That comes from the people in charge of the church, the pastor of that church, who could say, you know what, guys, we're going to do. Because even Jesus himself said that you can, you you know, give to Caesar what is Caesar's and give to God what is God's. Following rules. There are rules. There's rules that we follow on earth as humans. We follow the rules of man. We don't speed, we don't kill, we don't, um, all these things, plethora of things that I'm not going to go into, but we follow them because they're put in place for a reason. These mandates to put our, keep our masks on, properly wear them, social distance, wash your hands, those are put in place not to annoy us, not to take away our rights, but to protect us. And I do not get it. Why pastors would think that that they're people of God, so therefore it doesn't apply to them. That mindset just boggles my I'm flabbergasted and saddened and disappointed and angered that these people don't think that. I mean, my mom died of COVID-19. It says on the death certificate. Even my, even though my stepdad wants to go, well, they get paid for everybody that dies of COVID. That's bullcrap. I saw my mom. He saw my mom. She went from being fine to being not fine to being very, very not fine to being dead. Because a virus got inside of her body and she couldn't fight it. So for anybody to think that this doesn't exist, well, it pisses me off. And for people to think just because you're worshiping God doesn't mean that you are not susceptible. 
Who's to say my mom didn't get it at the church? Who's to say there are people at the church who got COVID at church because they weren't wearing masks. They were hugging and shaking hands and, you know, singing hallelujah with droplets coming out and going in and out of their mouth, out and mouth, out of the nose, into the nose. Are they making any precautions for that? Has that pastor ever got up on the stage and said, I'd like to pay tribute to all those members in our church that have died to COVID-19? No, they're never going to do that. Not when they don't think that it's anything serious for them to take it serious or they don't want to put precautions in place. I wish the pastors would say, you know what, let's take a collective. Let's find out from our members how many people have died from COVID-19. They didn't, they haven't, not the church my stepdad goes to, and not a lot of other ones, and they are more evangelical, 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 I don't know, can't even say the word right. I don't know about other churches, but I do know about that church, and I know a lot about the other churches who are doing just the same, guys. Not a one person, not a one Put a mask on. But what about those people that, you know, have a COPD or some other breathing problem where they have to have an oxygen mask on in order to breathe? They have to wear that in order to continue to keep themselves protected and survive. Wearing a mask does that too. I cannot say if my mom would have wore a mask properly if my stepdad would have wore a mask properly and if they would have washed their hands like they should have and if they only went to certain places if my mom would still be alive today I don't know but I know that they didn't believe the hype about COVID-19 and they didn't think it was that serious and they didn't think it ever touched them but it did and I lost my mom and over 399,000 people have been lost to this disease so it is real and for churches not to take it real not to take it serious not to mandate not to say guys we can praise the Lord with masks on just as we can with them off but we're keeping them on in big crowds like this is going to keep us protected even more even more because God gives us wisdom and discernment And it doesn't mean we're not believing and trusting him because we're wearing the masks and doing the best of social distance and giving fist bumps or elbows instead of hugs and shaking hands. That doesn't take away our faith in God. Just like it is for that person that's going through chemo for treatment for cancer. I'm going through that. Does it make me less of a Christian? Does it make me have less faith in somebody that says, you know what, I'm not going to take it? Let's do let's do some statistics on people who have chosen not to do chemo and who are still here today. Chemo isn't the cure. I'm not saying that. But when it's bad, as far as like the severity of the cancer, chemo needs to be one of the treatments. So, my point being, until churches... <laughs> are more open to people of the LGBT community, uh, more open to people of other religions. 
and are doing things to keep their congregation safe. I don't want a part of it. Don't take me to church. As Trevor Noah said in his episode the other day, miss me on that. And I didn't get what he was saying, but it's like, skip me, basically. Uh, Don't include me. So, um, I love the Lord with all my heart, all my soul, all my mind. I will always love Jesus and accept him as my Savior and Lord and Savior. And I know that there's a place that I'll go to after this life. And God is the reason that I even want to wake up and keep on living. But as far as churches, yeah. Mm, Not interested. I'll take a pass. But if you do, that's awesome. But please be safe. Please stay protected. Keep safe. Keep protected. And remember that this disease, this virus is not over. And even people who have the vaccine should still wear the masks until we're all at a place where we can say it's it's safe let's just keep being smart and keep being safe I don't know you but I would wish never for you to die of COVID-19 or have the pain of losing somebody to this disease this virus so please you may not know me but I'd like to think there's some pearls of wisdom in this almost 50 year old gal so that's all i got for you guys today stay safe stay healthy as always god bless you this has been talk time with hope see you on the flip side and yes 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 go potus 46 and how awesome kamala harris first vice president of the united states of america first black woman to be vice president who has Asian descent. How awesome is that? That's all. I'm going to talk about this, I'm sure, again. That's all I got, folks. See you on the flip side. Bye, bye for now.